1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom Good morning.
2: Welcome to the broadcast. It's good to be back with you. I want to begin with an upbeat story. I am a person who very much believes in celebrating life. Celebrating life. Probably one of the biggest arguments, and this was kind of an interesting conversation I had the other day. I'm trying to remember where it was. Um, but I believe it was, um, I'm okay, I remember where this conversation was now. <laughs> and we were talking about the fact that so many of these issues that we're dealing with today. They are dealt with, especially for those of us who have Christian values, they're presented as Christian issues. It was a conversation I was having with Brian Echeverria on Sunday. We were discussing this, and there was also a missionary there. We were talking about how we can have and should have so many of these conversations Without even going into spiritual matters or the Bible. Like for me, the life issue is one of the easiest ones to argue. Just based on science, based on technology. One of the points I've made is how wonderful it is that we have technology that now more than ever, beyond the shadow of a doubt, removes the mystery about what is in that womb. Very early on. The images. I mean before. You had very primitive. Views. I'm like when my. Children were still in the womb. We had very primitive images. Of what was in there. Now they've got these ultrasound machines. That are absolutely incredible. And it's unmistakable. This is a baby. This is a life forming inside the womb. Why am I talking about this? Because I celebrate The ability to save young lives Now more than ever There was a time There was a much higher mortality rate when it came to premature babies There were some that you just, there was just no hope for, period. It was just a matter of time before these young babies just passed on. And everybody accepted. There was nothing that could could be done. Not only can we see these babies at an early age, but the medical intervention that can take place, the means of preserving life Are now better than ever. Case in point. A story reported by People Magazine. This just warmed my heart when I saw this. It's about a boy who once fit in the palm of a hand. The palm of a hand. Think about it. Went home after 460 days in the NICU. It's so cool because they gave him a parade. Baby Kendall. You know how much he weighed when he was born? At 25 weeks. Just 25 weeks, December 2020. 15 ounces. That was it. 15 ounces. Kendall Jernikins is his name. He's now 15 months old. And he was treated to a big celebration. When he was finally cleared to leave Ascension St. Vincent Women's Hospital in Indianapolis. Following a 460 day stay in the neo intensive care unit. Boy, I'd hate to see the bill for this. I would hope and pray they're getting a lot of help. As they said their goodbyes, hospital staff threw a cheer parade. For baby Kendall, who was born December 2020. And the joyous moment shows Kendall and his parents exiting together, surrounded on both sides by applause and cheers. Dr. Taha Bin Saad, the medical director of the NICU, said this moment, actually, I have no words. It's such a reward for all of us. I told you how small little Kendall was, 15 ounces, born at 25 weeks, small enough to fit in the palm of someone's hand. Years ago, there would have been no hope. But this time around, it was a very, very different story. Very different story. Of course, Jernikens and her husband weren't the only members of their family who were excited to welcome baby Kendall home. They were just celebrating the fact that such a miracle has taken place here. Describing this, the parents, as the best day of their lives, my baby really made it. I prayed I cried I was happy I was sad I was everything but I was ready for my baby to come home so we celebrate with this wonderful family the opportunity at life for this little one who probably years ago There would have been little hope, little hope, (laughs) and we wish this family the best. We'll talk more about this subject later on in the broadcast, but I want to also recognize another governor for courage, the governor of Oklahoma, Kevin Stitt has signed a bill into law banning transgender girls and women from playing on female sports teams. This is now the 13th state to enact such a measure. Citing the Save Women's Sports Act, it was surrounded by young girls, female athletes, and other conservative lawmakers holding signs that read Save Women's Sports. He said this measure is just common sense, which it is. When it comes to sports and athletics, girls should compete against girls. Boys should compete against boys. (laughs) Let's be very clear. That's all this bill says. Pretty basic stuff, isn't it? We're protecting women's sports, ensuring a level playing field for female athletes who work hard, to train hard, who are committed to their team, who have dreams to be number one in their sport, who deserve fair competition. The reality is men are biologically different than women. It's scary. This is thought to be a radical statement in this day and age. So we salute Governor Kevin Stitt of Oklahoma. Much more as we continue. Back on the text line, Vince, I was born September 67 at 24 weeks, weighed 2.6 ounces, went down to a pound 15. Just think, the good Lord decided to keep me. (laughs) Have a great day, brother. What a terrific story. Thank you for sharing that. It's pretty awesome. I'm all for saving more unborn babies. We also have to improve children's group homes, make adoptions easier and less expensive. It even help with the unborn babies' education after high school, for example. A two-year college scholarship, even at Greenville Tech. That way, we as a people can give these unborn babies a better chance for a happier and productive adulthood. You know, the, the solution to this, when you talk about providing education... We need a total revamp of our educational system from top to bottom. So I hope you're not thinking the answer to this is to throw money at this because this is not a money problem. What I'd love to see is for the government to pull the money out, especially at the federal level with colleges and universities, make them compete, make them lower their prices and compete Take away the federal money. And I'm all for what you're describing here. Yes, let's make everyone's lives better. Increase their opportunities. Speaking of opportunity, time permits. Tell you a personal story a little bit later on. Had an extraordinary conversation. I just seem to be bumping into people and... Having extraordinary conversations with very unlikely people lately that are just surprising the heck out of me. There are a lot of people thinking deeply about some of the things we talk about in this program. And By the way, yet another person who saw a video that I had done and was encouraged by that, eagerly awaiting more. But we'll talk about that another time. If you would like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110, the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, 71307. You may be encouraged by what's going on at the gas pump. <laughs> the difference is kind of slight, but I think we'll take just about anything. I know one gas station I drove by today, the price had dipped below $4 a gallon. Isn't that sad that that is a reason for celebration? Nonetheless, CNBC reporting President Joe Biden is going to make some remarks today. We don't know what time. And he's going to unveil a plan to cool soaring crude prices. By releasing around a million barrels of oil a day for several months. In a research note. Goldman Sachs today. The commodity analyst said the reported SPR release would help the oil market toward rebalancing in 2022. But would not resolve its structural deficit. And you know that's pretty obvious. What we need to do is to increase the supply. That's what we need. What we're talking about here is the release of up to 180 million barrels from the country's Strategic Petroleum Reserve. So this is the plan that we are likely to hear about sometime today. Now, oil moved off the worst levels of the day after President Vladimir Putin said payments for gas will need to be made in rubles, according to a report from Reuters. Gasoline prices have surged to record highs with Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And the supply concerns that we've had driving spikes in inflation across the global economy and how long this will last, we do not know. Russia, for its part, the world's second largest exporter of oil. And um, as you know, there are sanctions against that country for their invasion of Ukraine So what do you think about this? Are you encouraged a million barrels of oil a day for several months? That is the plan to be unveiled by the president. Speaking of other economic issues, because a lot of people are really taking a hit. I think we've talked about this story before. I think you're already familiar with the fact. What Was the figure I think was about $5,000 a year is how much we're paying additionally because of inflation per year. How many of you got a $5,000 raise to pay for these added costs? This is a tax. You can call it whatever you want, but it's a tax. And it's something the government ultimately created. Which leads into another story CNBC is reporting. And I want to get some feedback from you on this as to how you're doing. Now, I'm going to put some of you on the spot. And I'm going to call some of you out. I mean, think about this. This is a radio program. This isn't television. We're not doing Facebook Live, so we're not going to see you. We're not going to know who you are. We don't know your name. We might know your first name, but we don't know your full name. Nobody's going to know who you are. If I can appeal... For one thing I would love to hear from more of you calling in and sharing from your heart what do I mean by this you know we can talk about issues we can have these conversations all day long and don't don't get me wrong I want to have those conversations but I want to hear about what's going on in your heart your own life experience Things that are very personal to you. And again, it's not like anybody's going to figure out who you are. Why am I saying this? CNBC has the story, one in five workers run out of money before payday. With the cost of living rising, more American households are simply stretched to thin. Now, roughly one in five cannot make it from paycheck to paycheck gas to grocery soaring prices are straining households across the board more than three quarters of working Americans said inflation has impacted their finances over the past year according to salary finance wage growth high by historical standards it's not keeping up not at all keeping up with the increased cost of living rising at the fastest annual pace in about four decades And as you would expect, something has to give here. I want to know, how many of you are struggling, especially with the additional fuel costs and the other costs of inflation just basically um, impacting everything, everything that you do? I want to know how this is affecting your life. So just call in. It's really easy. Still to come, we'll talk about some culture issues. Man, <laughs> this segment's going to cause some of you to uh, blow a few circuits. Stay with us.
4: After the end of a good fight, you deserve a nice cold reward.
2: So I'm very curious to know how things are impacting you financially as results of inflation. And again, reminder, this inflation is the result of government policies, overspending. This has been building up. This didn't start. And in fairness to Joe Biden, the Biden administration certainly made it worse. But this has been building for years, years of government overspending and the Fed uh, this was all predictable, ladies and gentlemen. Very unfortunate. <laughs> so thankful we had our house and cars paid off, so we didn't have those extra bills. Even with that, I had to go back to work after having multiple back surgeries. I had to work part time to help with the family finances, but God is good. We have food, we have lights, we have internet. But if we still had those other things, uh, that would have been a problem. The payments, that would have been worse. Yeah. So uh, some very wise financial decisions there. Good for you. Good for you. Also this, Vince, you may have noticed Biden waits until there is a down. Turn in the gas prices to launch the release of oil from the SPR. He does this. (laughs) Yeah. He does this so that he can um, take the credit. We know how this works. This is not new at all. Vince, in my heart, I'm saddened by what's happening to my bring home money. I'm single no dependents so taxes eat me alive so I'm actually working hard and have paid off two credit cards and I have one left also calling today to drop my DirecTV service which is $180 a month AT&T phone services next 150 oh my goodness $330 hopefully soon I can get to where I I only have my mortgage and utilities. That's it. I don't care what the news says. Even with no car payments, my fuel and groceries caught the cost for those things have doubled. I did not vote for this. Boy. I don't think anybody did. Not with knowledge, anyway. Anyway. I'm an HVAC service technician used to consider my family middle class. Now there's only one paycheck between my family and being homeless. The stress, and the constant worries taking a toll. This is what I'm talking about. I, I you know, and I'm not sitting here, um, certainly not celebrating these stories, but I appreciate you sharing from your hearts. This is what I was hoping to find out how you're really faring out there. Because I do want to know. Vince, we live week to week, but keep a roof over our heads. I'm concerned these demons from BlackRock will take advantage of economic turmoil and screw people over. Oh, imagine that. They would never do such a thing. Hmm. Vince, my parents are 89 years old on a fixed income. They're struggling. Their medicine and food costs are terrible. We kids help them all we can but they just don't understand why they're having it so hard it's a true struggle and it breaks my heart to see them in the situation it seems to be getting worse just think about all the other older people out there that they're on fixed incomes and how this is affecting them yeah <laughs> not the first time i've seen this kind of text this week my wife and i are constantly watching shows like naked and afraid And life below zero. Who knows? We might all need these survivor skills. (laughs) The rate we're going, we just might. Another person saying, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. This is what happens when idiots vote for a president that is compromised and is stupid. Okay. This person saying, their hopes and dreams of buying building house one day those are gone and this texture saying no you did vote for this this is exactly what you vote for anybody with two brain cells to rub together knew Biden was going to do this no nobody see this is what you don't understand people even the people who voted for Biden they weren't expecting this they had no idea I love this. God, Vince, you're a huge moron. (laughs) Nobody's defending Biden here. You know, you're calling me a moron. You're the moron for for, uh, not hearing what I'm saying. The point I'm making to you is we have Congress. Congress. They're the ones who actually control the purse, right? The power of the purse. They've been overspending for decades, ladies and gentlemen. So we can't just throw all of this on Joe Biden. Has he made it worse? Absolutely. Does he want to spend even more money? Absolutely. Does he want to tax more people? Absolutely. And those aren't good things. But we can't throw the full weight of this on Joe Biden. It's irresponsible and not intellectually sound to do so that's all I'm saying not here to defend that senile old man so get your panties out of a wad come on people some people really really scare me and along the way if more of you would like to share what's going on with your economic situation I am all ears I uh, don't think I can be fair enough to uh, some of the audio that we will share in the next segment, I'll just briefly tell you a little personal story. Ran into an young Asian woman I know. She's Indian. We had the best conversation. I was out in a public place yesterday, and, and we ended up talking probably for a good 20 minutes. She somehow knew that I would sympathize with her. Of course as an asian woman she is technically a minority and she was talking about all the racial strife all of the woke garbage being promoted by corporations and she was talking about how sick she is of all of it i told her (laughs) nobody knows and nobody cares because you're not the right kind of minority you're not black and you as an asian woman you know don't have any real standing in all of these conversations we're only focusing on certain groups and you're not in one of them obviously she knew i was joking but she understood understood but i'm telling you folks a lot of people get these things And a lot of Americans are fed up. You'll be surprised, the people out there who do understand this. Stay with us. On the broadcast, I, again, appreciate your input coming in on the text line. Mostly, it doesn't look like anybody is calling in to talk about this. But to more stories, first off, this text saying, Vince, I voted for President Trump because I knew this would happen under Biden. All right. Vince Mitt Romney talking about cutting future SSI and Medicare benefits for younger people. This is why we resent the older generations. Yep. Understand why you're saying that. Just admit, Vince, you want Trump back. Just say it. I mean, it's pretty obvious that I voted for Donald Trump, not for Joe Biden. My wife and I are expecting a baby in August. She was going to work from home, but now that's not an option because the pay decrease. We won't be, will not be able to afford it. So sad to hear how the elderly, retired people struggling saddens me. I'm shocked. 15.3% of the income, your whole working life, Social Security panacea, did not come to pass. Well, imagine that. Our 27-year-old son, still living at home, he works full-time, saves every penny. Was hoping to buy a starter home. He can't afford these overpriced homes He's past ready to be out on his own, but can't afford it. Doing everything right, still can't afford a basic home. Dang, I would have to say it looks like the so called Republicans are struggling to make ends meet. Meanwhile, the elitist Democrats are moving forward. <laughs> Buying electric cars, able to afford the cost of housing. What's wrong with this picture? Perhaps your listeners should figure out what we. Let's see. On the, uh, where is the rest of this message? It's gone. Oh, well. Maybe we'll recover this. Vince, it's tough out here. I'm retired. I drive for both ride, ride sharing companies. I rarely drive anymore due to high fuel and maintenance costs. Yet, yeah, this is really ripping through the economy in so many ways. I was talking to a person this morning who was looking to get an Uber ride. A short distance, five, six miles, $36. <laughs> yes, 36 bucks. Decided not to take that trip. Don't blame them. I mainly drive to keep from getting bored, but I can't do it for free. Thank God for my VA disability check. Since so My wife and I went through a financial course, paid off most of our debt, choose to live off her salary and set mine aside so we can have the funds available for home repair vehicle repair child raising we're not rich we do well because we live below our means God gives us what we need we're generous with what we have God's economy does work better than our ways I had to find that out the hard way peace of mind we now have is because we chose to be obedient to his ways great story thanks for sharing that Uh, One final one, Jeff saying, I have travel plans this year. Unfortunately, I have to put them on hold due to everything getting so high, plus still battling credit card debt with just one credit card. I'll be starting a seasonal job in a couple of weeks, though. Well, best of luck, Jeff, and I hope you have success very quickly. Ah, There's some other ones we will try to get to perhaps a little bit later on. Uh, Let me very quickly hit something, and we won't be able to go through all of this right now. (laughs) I told you the propaganda machine is nonstop on this whole Florida thing, the so-called don't say gay thing. I want you to hear. Now, the audio is horrible. I don't know what they recorded this with, but this is Charlie Crist. He's the Democrat. I think he's a former Republican. He is running against Ron DeSantis now there's some good news about this I'll tell you about because I think it's absolutely hilarious but I want you to hear Charlie Crist whining because Ron DeSantis signed this bill which is in reality do you want to know what it's called it's a parental rights and education act have you ever heard it referred to as that rather than don't say gay well here's moron Charlie Crist making a total idiot out of himself listen up
1: hi it's Charlie Crist Well, as you may have heard, Governor DeSantis just signed the Don't Say Gay Bill into law in Florida. It is unconscionable. It's wrong. It should not have been done. It it puts LGBTQ children at risk. Uh, It's not fair to them. It silences teachers from being able to communicate openly and honestly
2: about LGBTQ issues. Uh, That's wrong. Uh, So your help, your support in this election will give us the opportunity to make sure that that law is repealed uh, after November the 8th of this year. Thank you all for your interest. Thank you for your concern. Uh, In Florida, we do say gay. uh, And we embrace all communities. We do need and deserve, frankly, a Florida for all. Thank you so much. Including third graders who are gay. What a moron which is the point that I'm making here. This is a conversation about nothing. And so what he's trying to do, let's just be blunt about it. He's trying to fundraise and he's not the only one. They're all going to do it. We've got to go out. We've got to raise money so we can repeal this law. We've got to change the legislature. We've got to change the governor's mansion so we can get rid of this law. It's, it's panic. It's fear-mongering. It's the end of the world. It's just absolutely hysterical. I'll, t- I'll tell you, it's great to hear Ron DeSantis come out swinging. You're going to hear him as we continue the broadcast. And there's more out of Disney. Want to hear more from a Disney executive? It's straight ahead.